then it is uh, the other NPCs who are off camera. They do their thing. Uh, we are up to snatch. Uh, I <laughs> not going so to get old. I stab, stab with advantage, yes? Yes. Ooh, that is a t- 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 26. Oh, yeah, that hits. And, uh, uh, this this so is good music for fighting 15. in a weird space city. Yeah. This is uh, Star Trek, I think. I feel bad for not narrating more weird space shit to be in here, actually. <laughs> Thirty-one, thirty-four points. Of Holy balls! That hurts. He is, as the kids say, bloodied. What kind of spell slot did you use for that? Stab. Cool. <laughs> Six level stab. How many day, how many times per day can you do that? Infinite until I run out of hit points. <laughs> See, if you had poison, then he could get disadvantage on the on the con save, and we could really fuck his yeah. dad up. So maybe we should buy some fucking Mikanid poison before yeah. we leave this place. I am I am shocked as shit that they are not immune to poison. Wipe my knife in the dirt. Yeah, weird. <laughs> yeah. weird. Uh, narratively, I'm imagining Snatcher running up, and he's got the knife concealed, and he's just getting them in the kidneys every time. Get <laughs> <laughs> his kidneys oh. up here. <laughs> so he's visible now. He's clearly wounded. Um, he was going to give chase to catch up with his gith lackeys, uh, but now that he's... Uh, <laughs> it does sound funny, doesn't it? A lot of gith lackeys. <laughs> gith lackeys. Um, now, that he, now that he's been so righteously fucked upon, um, he sort of gives you a snarly look and casts a spell and disappears from all of you. Uh, gone. All together. He teleported like a bitch would do. Plane shifts away. What a total bag of shit. And uh, now you are in the Mycodid City and your companions with all of the information that you need to continue to play my module uh, <laughs> are fleeing uh, in directions unknown. And we're going to change this into a skill challenge to try and catch up and uh, catch up with them. And we will uh, adjudicate that in just a moment while I take a two minute break to go use the facilities and check on my girlfriend make sure she's alive. Because I figured she would have been Especially with us yelling at each other about dice. She's probably just hiding because you guys are nerds. Yeah, we're Can't say I'm like, Nerds! Whew, I was flirting with death a couple times in that one. Yeah. <laughs> what, what level was this? Oh, five. I'm wanting a five players. Actually, I was kind of also flirting with death, but in a sexy way. In a, yeah, in a much more, yeah. And less in the Thanos way and more in the Deadpool way. Yeah. So, um, I'm playing with different skill challenge setups. This one's going to be a little different, a little weird. It's an experiment for me, too. What I'm going to do is I'm going to shuffle these cards, and I'm going to hand you each three. Um, And instead of picking one of these skills you want to roll on, you are going to pick one of these skills you want somebody else at the table to roll on. Um, Along with... What's that? Covering up my skills to make it a mystery. Yeah. Um, Along with narrating... uh, Whatever obstacle you want to have the party overcome during this chase scene, this chase quasi-investigation scene, um, you're going to pick a skill and you're going to say, okay, this this is the challenge that we need to overcome. Gavin, how do you use one of these three skills to overcome it? We're going to create a little, little narrative storytelling here. Cool. So just one roll for each of us then? We're going to go around the table, let's call it twice. Cool. Giving it away both times? Yes, and I'd like to have you pick somebody different each time. There's three of you, so I think you can manage that. Alright. 
And so I'm gonna I'm gonna deal you each three cards. You're gonna use two of them. You can discard one. And we will engage in narrative storytelling. If you guys get stumped on something, let me know. I can try and throw something fun at you. But I I'd like to see what you guys come up with. I tried something very similar to this when we did Dark Sun. I figure you guys are much more creative than I am, so. And uh, we can start with whoever comes up with a fun idea to start with. We'll start with there and just go around the table. So just to, just to go over it again, so we pick a we, we pick a skill for somebody else to use, mm -hmm. then we narrate a scenario that they have to figure out what to do. Right. You, so you so I hand a card and give a scenario. Right. And they and, yeah, and they, they, they dictate how they're going to overcome it using one of the skills on the card. Okay. And this is our discard pile? Yep. Okay. Yeah, you're only going to go around the table twice, so one of those cards you can, oh, just, okay. you can jettison early. Oh, turn the music up on this tune. This is the quintessential skill challenge song. From Wonder Woman? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's the ass-kicking song from the end of the movie. Gotcha. Alright, cool. Trying to remember what Gavin's good at for skills. <laughs> uh. So I have I have kind of a dumb idea. Mm. So um, um, as they're as we're chasing these uh, these creatures, um, they they happen upon a um, there's a wagon of myconid beer, mm. which is like all you know fungal. Crap, and it's like you know, you know, way probably way too yeasty, and probably would be very hazardous to any any warm-blooded creature. I picture it having like a big foamy head on top, but rather than sip through it, you literally have to take a butter knife and like break it up. <laughs> so so there, there's there's like a wagon of these things going by, and one of the one of the creatures one of the creatures them. sees us chasing them, and they knock a wheel off, and all this fetid sort of goo like uh. rosin, and. Um, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make uh, the Birdman figure out how to get around that with, with, that, uh, with that with that challenge. All right, so uh, there's a bunch of spilled, fetid, nasty beer in the road that's threatening to thwart your party's chase attempts. Um, how do you use your magic snatch to overcome this? The most impractical this? Birdman ever. Uh, <laughs> I am going to use my streetwise to see whether there's like raised cobbles and stuff like that to sort of pick through the. Sure. I forgot we had street lights. What did that look like? That's a 14. Uh, That's a 14. All right. Um, I used the wrong sheet. That is going to be a failure. I will allow you to decide either somebody nature. needs to lose a spell slot or somebody needs to lose yeah, hit, a hit die. I'll take hit die. You'll take a hit die off. Okay. Yeah. Sort of, uh, there's cobbles in the street and he picks his way through, but he like slips and twists an ankle. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so you lose a hit die worth of hit die. Um, and uh, unfortunately, that counts against your uh, failure total. Uh, who wants to go next? We're going to go around the table. So yeah. left from you will be uh, Paul. Actually, did it. So, so left I'll, from Paul. I'll will take be, one. Yeah. All right. I figure we just go and whoever's ready to go. Sure. That period. works. Yeah. Um, so as the uh, wheel comes off the wagon, uh, so to speak. Um, you see a couple of fungal blue lights. It looks like the police believe that we are involved <laughs> in the accident that caused the spillage of their most valuable kombucha. 
Uh, and so they immediately look to Gavin because you look like the ringleader of this whole operation. <laughs> and uh, a detective is on you in a moment to ask all about what happened. It is a nice. little Mykonid wearing a bike helmet on a tensor's floating disc Segway with two <laughs> balloons tied to his back with red and blue <laughs> fungus in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stool's all grown up. <laughs> Um, um, okay, um, it is, it is not us good sirs, it is, uh, it is, it is a pair of foul gith Yankee that have invaded your, your, your precious little, uh, spore hole. <laughs> no, wait, am I not my spore hole, you, you don't know where the... <laughs> spore city, I'm sorry, your spore city, I'm sorry, I misspoke. Um, yes, um, I will give a full pencil, uh, I will give a full uh, description to your, uh, to your sketch artist, uh, and I will be at your area forthwith, and here's my card, and you can call me later, and I hand him an, it's actually, like, a trick card, it's actually, it's actually got, like, bullshit writing on it. He says, yes, and you may, you may, you may call me on my card, my number's right there, and, uh, we must be on our way, because we must try to recover the, our stolen property, and I will come back at any time to make a, uh, huge to erection, make, to make a, to make a, uh, pencil sketch, and then you can find the real culprit, and it's going to be a persuasion check. Okay. Gonna be a twenty-four. Twenty-four. All right. Uh, you can either uh, award somebody a spell slot. You can give yourself a meta magic point back, or you can uh, give somebody a hit point worth of temporary or a hit die worth of temporary hit points. Do you still like really hurt? I am at uh, seventeen of seventy-five. Oof. Yeah, I'll give you. I'll give you that. Okay, so you can roll a hit die. You don't have to subtract it from your total. You get that many temporary hit points. I get two temporary hit points plus your con. I get three temporary hit points. Nice. <laughs> Better than nothing. More than zero. I'll take it. All right, and I believe that brings us to you. Uh, good brunch. Uh, with all this commotion, the kombucha cart spilling, and, and the Mykonid cop coming up on us, um, <laughs> a crowd has gathered, just like in high school when there's a big fight, and you have to figure out how to get through the crowd. Oh, Jesus. Uh, okay. Um, I- I'm bloody as hell. I've got a giant greatsword. I'm very upset. Uh <laughs> And it's not so much about being intimidating so much as I just don't have time for this shit. And so I can't do the everybody move thing. I just start walking through them. And I'm very large and I'm covered <laughs> in bloody animal furs. And it smells ripe and I'm just shoving people over into rain barrels and stuff like that. So I'm just going to brawnily push my way through. 22. That is a success. You can either, uh, same, same deal. You can award somebody a hit die's worth of temporary hit points. You can regain a spell slot, or somebody can regain a spell slot, or somebody can regain meta magic points. Get a meta magic point. Cool. Indiana Jones is with you. I'd be happy to take a meta. That's why I succeeded. <laughs> Hopefully, he's not in the Crystal Skull this time, Brian. <laughs> hey, eat some dicks. Um, the Crystal Skull fucking. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. You know? <laughs> it was a super fun <laughs> session. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I, you know, I, I found that I am at my best with horror sessions. Because the I, horror, the horror part of that session was the, was the best part. I kind of feel like I am too, actually. Uh, all right, so round two of the skill challenge. Um, you are at two successes, one failure. So you only need technically one more success to, to complete the skill challenge. Um, but I'll allow you to keep going if you want to roll the dice, as they say, to oh. regain some more uh, oh. resources. Uh, so who's going to kick us off? Uh, I think it's my turn, right? Your turn, or if somebody wants to jump in, how yeah, they can. Yeah, I might as well, might as well give you a two first. So after you, uh, after you uh, wade through like the minion people. There's actually like like a, a boss civilian. There's actually there's actually a, like he's like a tourist type who's like also visiting the town, but he wants to play hero because he thinks you're the bad guy. So he's gonna stand in your way. He says, oh, you can push those little guys around. What about me? And he's like this big beefy orc kind of dude. 
And he's also covered in like furs that are kind of nasty and shit. Funner that is a Hawaiian shirt and Bermuda shorts. He's oh, nice, nice. Camera he's pack. <laughs> yeah. His, and it's low. His, his, his great axe is a lay over it. Hi. Hello. Hello. I'm sorry if we ruined your nap. Huh? I'm sorry if we ruined your nap. It, no, you're fine. It was actually me. She was sound asleep, and I was like, hey, are you alive? <laughs> No. I was holding the mirror under her nose the whole night. <laughs> um, you going for a walk? Uh, no, I was just going to take them outside. Okay. Right. Um, did you roll for your I'm not yet rolled. Okay. Uh, for your skill challenge, is there any rules against using the same skill twice in a row? No, you may use the same skill twice. All right, and this is going to be great. Uh, I'm going to just put my hand on this tourist's forehead and just shove him over to the ground. He's going to push him into the mud. Uh, no, I might not. Uh, that's a 12. Twelve is not going to get there. Uh, so this this uh, half orc who is burly in the middle of the street is surprisingly stout. Actually, he's not surprising. He's a big dude. He's a big boy. Um, and he's he was waiting for a challenge to his masculinity. Um, and he's going to haul off and slug you. Uh, you can no, either clearly he's an American tourist. <laughs> you can either <laughs> very uh, heavy and will just punch you for no reason. <laughs> you can either take some damage. You can lose a spell slot. You or you could take away a, a meta magic point from. I will here. take the damage. You'll take the damage. Uh, you'll take six points of damage. I take my three temporaries off, and I'm at 14. This is the gamble. So you're at two and two now. Yep. Um, who's next? <gasps> I, either either of you two. All right. Uh, Goodbrand looks over to the bird and says, Mess this guy up. <laughs> oh, nice. sweet. Fucking sweet. Yes. <laughs> nice. We're going to spend all our time beating up this tourist. <laughs> We haven't even gotten to the module. This is just my little intro. <laughs> I already love this adventure because we're beating up tourists. Uh, uh, shit, what am I going to do? Uh, I am going to... Fall in big, love with someone. I mean, be a big scary bird out of him. I'm going to use intimidation. I'm going to get all puffed up and take out my knife. <laughs> You're like one of those birds of paradise and you start doing this dance? a four foot tall kiwi. <laughs> like the fruit? Yes. Fruity bird. So uh, Snatcher pulls out his knife and he indicates it and he actually in... Call? Uh, I'm trying to think of what big bruiser we have on deck is because he has to copy someone's voice. Bork. Yeah, he copies Bork the Barbarian and he goes, you want some of this? And he indicates the knife and I roll for intimidation. I just have a great idea. If you could mimic sounds, Roll. you could pull the knife out and mimic a shotgun cock sound. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just cock your knife? <laughs> cock! Uh, so that's, in 20, that's a 25. That is very successful. All right, what do you want? Ma uh, meta magic, temporary hit points, or a spell slot? Uh, let's throw some temporary hit points on the guy who's bleeding out. Roll your hit die. <laughs> I have four temporary hit points. Ooh, that's nice. more than I had last time. <laughs> no, plus con, that's five. <laughs> you guys are just hanging him out to dry. <laughs> All right, so technically you have succeeded the skill challenge, three to two. Uh, but there's one more roll left. If you guys want to take the chance do, that do, you get do, a do it, get do, a resource guy, you, you can. Go? All right, um, it's still skill I have. <laughs> all right, uh, squirrely little wizard boy. Uh, <laughs> Squizzard. Squizzard. <laughs> <laughs> Flogwort. Excuse me, it's sorcerer. <laughs> Squizzard. <laughs> a little hard to say. Sorcerer squirrel. Nice. <laughs> Um, That's, I think you're thinking of a squirrel lock. Uh, yes, squirrel lock. <laughs> For your nuts. <laughs> <laughs> that was a 
a stupid joke, but I loved it. <laughs> Gain inspiration. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it, that, that joke was just the tipping point. Everything else was because we were kicking you when you're down with the name Snatcher. <laughs> <laughs> she picked it. <laughs> she knew what she was doing. I knew what I was getting into, just like when I said yes. <laughs> um. Oh, sneaky. Um. Sheesh. Apparently, we're about to rumble. Um. Uh, you know, you're a I'm little coward yeah. that runs away all the time. Uh, make an insight check to figure out where our NPC friends went. <laughs> oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, there you go. Oh, actually, you have banging insight. Don't that's you? a great idea. Um, you probably have all good skills on smoothness. Yeah, so I'm thinking um, maybe I look over and um, see some other shopkeeps who are like cleaning up their tipped over pickle cart or something, you know. And it sort of <laughs> looks like. Always with the fruit stand. It's sort, of, it's sort of, yeah, right, the cabbage, the cabbage guys, yeah. like all pissed <laughs> off. And so I sort of like maybe I'll see. It's all root fat, vegetables because you're underground. Fruit. I'll see frazzled civilians, and I figure they must have stormed through the frazzled <laughs> civilians, and I'll do an insight roll. Eighteen. Eighteen is uh, sufficient. Uh, so, start uh, for starters, what reward do you want? Metamagic, spell slot, or uh, temporary hit points? Um, any spell slot? Um, yeah, you know what? What the hell? It was the final roll. You didn't have to make it. I'll award yeah. any spell slot you want. I'm going to be selfish and take a fourth level spell back. That's I fair. think that's a good use. If you gave it to me, I would have taken a fifth, but you have no way to know that. And then uh, to follow up on the story... I mean, I'm corporate, so I am selfish. <laughs> I was going to take it for me if I got it anyway, so... To follow up on the end of the skill challenge and to continue the story, I would like uh, Snatcher to make a perception roll. Perception? Twelve. Okay, that's good enough. Um, you're cutting through these uh, mushroom stems in this high energy octane chasing, and um, you come to what would qualify as an alleyway between toadstools. Mm -hmm. um, and you're following this trail of wreckage that Gavin was able to identify for you. And uh, you're just about to round the corner out of this alleyway when you see the two guests standing in the middle of the uh, the thoroughfare, looking around trying to pick up where your NPCs went. And you sort of pull everybody back into the hallway, and, or the alleyway rather, and that's where you see that in Thieves' Camp, scratched into the mus mushroom stem wall, is a little wow. note um, that ju that just says, uh, "We know a secret way out of the city. Meet us above ground." And uh, there's a little like rough sketch in Thieves' Camp of, of a location to rendezvous, um, and you can tell it was done hastily. Yeah. Uh, it's it's fairly sloppy, but uh, clearly somebody who is fluent in thieves can't has left you a, a message. And I signal to these guys that we gotta get topside. I love the idea that you have to mimic it in thieves can't, and we're just like, you want a sandwich? I, I'm confused. And he's putting together like broken sentences to be like, we go up the the top monkey symbols on top of head. <laughs> <laughs> picturing uh, Bender speaking in hieroglyphics. <laughs> it's like a fax machine having sex. Monkey pyramid bird bird. <laughs> no, it's all in binary. It's, it's birdary. Birdary, yeah. Bird I think I saw two. It's okay, buddy. There's no such thing as two. <laughs> and with uh, the successful uh, illusion, uh, illusion of the enemy forces in the city. Um, you guys are free to rendezvous 
above ground with uh, your NPC friends and begin the actual module proper. Oh, good. <laughs> I was kind of enjoying the intro. <laughs> Two hours in, we finally started. Yeah, this module. is where the title card would flash up. Spelljammer, idiots in a mushroom city. Um, <laughs> Putting their mushroom stamp on top. <laughs> Squeezing the mushroom tip with that kung fu grip. Um... <laughs> Well, yes, yes. Well, you're a very special bird. Yes. She's talented. I'm going to go take a list. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yes, so we have uh, encountered a note in Thieves' Cant, and we must escape to the surface to find our friends. Your associates. Associates. That's Garrett and Gearbox. Business partners. Yes. Guarantors. Basically, yes. it's a very long escort quest. You need to get these two... To the law, to the uh, last known location of Qualisha's missing, uh, the fearful expedition. bunglers, <laughs> and they are—they uh, supposedly are going to help you uh, suss things out from there. But one of them looks like Gomez Adams. <laughs> well, I, no, the 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 slob looked like Gomez Adams. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, the other one was described sort of similar. Actually, I, I did want to ask that guy who was his tailor because that was a sharp one suit. Mm. I, I still, I'm still like. Brooks Brothers calling him. <laughs> I'm going to rip off... Uh, I saw a Deslaw drinking a pina colada at Trader Vex. His tongue was perfect. <laughs> wow. Inspiration. Thank you! <laughs> I can't wait for that to kill me later. <laughs> um, please, in future, uh, assuming you don't kill him by the end of this three-shot or two-shot or whatever it is, please bring them back the Slaughterator. Or the Slaughterator. The Slaughterator. Yeah, you're going to have to give me a name for him at some point. But no, it is, it is the Slaughterator. That oh, is okay. his name, yeah. Um, Sergeant Slaughterator. <laughs> I like that, too. Uh, so we are going to cut ahead to uh, after you have uh, rendezvoused with Garrett and Gearbox. And uh, you are picking your way through the Barrier Peaks. Now the Barrier Peaks exist as a mountain range that pretty much separates the inhabitable portions of Orth from the unmapped, rather uninhabitable portions. Um, and this is where Qualish and his party set out to pick their way through the Barrier Peaks in search of the famed city of glass, Dane Glen, which is spelled weird because it's a Gaelish, like, weird, it's like Daoin Gloin, and yeah, the yeah, best yeah. pronunciation I could come up with is Dane Glen, so yep. we're going to call it that. Um, and you have some travel time, some downtime with Garrett and Gearbox if you wish to conversate with them and maybe find out some more. I have a quick mechanic question before you do mm, that. Yes. Are we able to get a short rest during this time? Um, let's see. I am going to have you roll on the random encounter uh, chart, and if you get a random encounter that isn't a combat encounter, I'll say yes. If you get one that is, I'm going to hand wave and just so you don't get the rest. Okay. Um... So why don't you start by giving me a uh, percentile roll? A percentile? Yeah. Oh, shit. Please don't be monsters. 30. Okay. Uh, give me a d10. D10 monsters. Five. Which is cool. I wish I was running this combat encounter. You do not get your short rest. Uh, because you are busy dealing with an angered undead treant. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how that works. Well, but we just did it get out of the, uh, the mushroom planet. Yeah, so, it's, so, like it's, it, so the, oh, yes. it's a mushroom. It, yes, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a ambulatory mushroom that's been ra raised from the dead. You know, it, it, uh, it became undead when it was feasting on the corpses of zombies. 
It grew from a pile of, nice. of zombies out of a mass grave, and it just became this pissed off undead tree. And, and it's uh, for a bunch of 12th level uh, murder mashers like you, not a big deal, but it does prevent you from getting your, your rest. Then I'm going to do some mechanics real quick and heal myself a whole bunch. Okay. Nice way to get sand. How'd it go? Yep, I like it. I have to lube up my sliding door. Yeah, oh. It's very loud. Yeah. How much am I down? Anybody else doing mechanic things, or can I press them? Um, no. I mean, if we can't, uh, if we can't uh, rest them, I'm not gonna. Not at this point, no. Okay. And this is this is uh, a several day trip through the the mountain passes. You're not accosted again by the Githyanki. They seem to have uh, lost the trail. Um, and on the uh, third, maybe the fourth day of travel, you lose track. Um, you're, you're spending a lot of time not so much talking with, but being talked at by Garrett. He is a very uh, verbose tiefling. He's oftentimes trying to get you to sit down for sketches. He's an artist. He's supposed to be making maps, but that's his day job, and he just he just wants to talk. He's um, he's very friendly and outgoing, as tieflings often are. So he does a lot of talking. Gearbox also tries to get words in edgewise, but Garrett is often like, uh, shut up, doohickey. We don't need to hear from you. Um, wow. What yeah, you he's really kind of a dick to to uh, Gearbox, who is a monodrome. Um, but uh, oh. he, uh, he does specifically say that he is free from his marching orders. Primus has given him his discharge from the march. Whoa. Wow. Yes. Which is interesting to that say. That seems grim. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of want to probe that. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, and I ask him about how that went down. Probe the ball. Yeah. <laughs> I probe his balls. <laughs> um, what what led to your discharge? I ask him. My march was complete. We found our way back to the to the uh, second gear of order. Oh. Cool. Would you like to roll uh, insight on him? Yes. I crit fail. <laughs> you believe he is telling you the truth. Can I? This guy seems cool. Take a bite at the apple on that one? Sure. Oh, I also crit fail. <laughs> Across is, the table, high five. He is telling you the truth. What the fuck's a monodrome? Gavin, are you interested in this at all? Nope. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I heard he was a monotone, and now I have no interest, because I was going to form a barbershop quartet, but we have a monotone. So Mo- monodrone. Monodrone. Oh! Yeah. He's actually he's actually a soprano. Oh, okay. Nice. <laughs> is the barbershop quartet have a soprano? It's got one of each, right? I don't um, know. Is that how the quartet works? Why are you asking me? I'm not the DM of barbershop quartets. <laughs> From all my time spent in one, I'm not sure. Uh, so you, have, you have fancy hats. It's all yeah. bass alto and two tenors. I thought. Uh, or bass baritone alto tenor. Sure, sounds good. Um... <laughs> I don't think we've ever derailed a campaign. <laughs> no, he, he says we we were ordered to to go on the march, and then we returned from our march, and the Primus told me that I was discharged, and then I came here to make maps. Cool. I think so. Welcome, welcome to the team, I guess. <laughs> yes, welcome to the civilian realm, where you can you know you can you can work for a company for benefits instead <laughs> of being trudging across the wilderness for pittances. And well, we're still doing that. And you still get the, the VA healthcare, so it's okay. Well, my, my real passion is uh, finding out about more machines. I come from a land where everyone's a machine, and here no one is a machine. Clearly you haven't been to the steno pool. <laughs> no, what's that? <laughs> oh, it's just nothing but rows and rows of people just copying things rotely. I think you would enjoy it. I really would. 
Maybe I'll see that after this. But I want to see what Qualish built. He sounds like a fascinating guy. Okay, let's be on our way. And what about the other dude? What's the other dude's saga? Garrett. Uh, you can engage with him if you want. What do you want to ask him? Um, We've only known him for a few days. I don't, I don't know if I want to get engaged. <laughs> he wants to get engaged with you. I mean, he's yeah. really... He's interested. What's the name of that company? Cerberos. Cerberos. What's the name of that company? Chimera Enterprises. Chimera, Chimera Enterprises, yeah. Alright, it was something with a C. <laughs> something C, mythological... Yeah. yeah. So are, you, are, you, are you a bonded employee of uh, Chimera, or are you a uh, freelance contractor? No, I'm, I'm more of a freelancer. I... Uh, I work on the side for the Cardophile. He's the one that's directly contracted by Chimera. I just I pick up some of his artistic slack. Oh, nice, nice. Do you need a ah! you need funeral insurance? I'll have a cousin. Oh uh, no, no. I okay. I I'm all set. I I have friends on the other side. Don't worry about me. Oh <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry. I should have gathered. Yeah. Oh, well. Maybe maybe I should introduce myself fully. My name is Garrett Levistus, son. I am a direct descendant of the devil, the Levistus. Cool. We're uh, we're tight, you could say. Hmm. So I don't worry about my funeral. It'll be well handled. I don't feel like this character would know or care what that even implies. Go ahead and give me insight rolls. <laughs> and if you want to, if you want to see if you know what you what you would know about it, you can give me a religion check as well. I mean, like I don't think Gupren really has an ethical iron in the fire. Hmm. Twenty two. Twenty two. Uh, Twenty three on insight. I crit with a twenty eight. He's smoothing. You don't know if any of this is, even has the, the stink of truth about it. He's just trying to puff, puff himself up. I don't call him out on it. Okay. It's fine. Yeah, I, I think I'm... He can do his thing. I think I'm a senior. We probably all share a glance. We all rolled high, right? Yeah. 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 Like we all look at each other like, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. And we all do this. And that's, yeah, that's basically life traveling with Garrett. Is He's, he's a... He's a smooth-talking charmer that likes to put on airs. Basically. Lying about your resume is common practice. I'm okay with it. Probably how we got I'm the job. I'm used to fancy something. Yeah, oh, I, I lied on one. For, for pennies. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's he's a glorified uh, 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 street artist, but you know, he's also a big deal in hell. So. <laughs> we all sit for sketches, and he does like characters, so it's all of us with like, really big heads, like <laughs> yeah. riding bicycles. Exactly. Yeah. You're on a skateboard for yeah. some reason. You don't know why. I don't even skateboarding, but, you know, he knows how to draw skateboards. <laughs> exactly that. By the way, to, uh, to heal, since we didn't get the short rest, I spent six spell slots. Gross. Wow. Yeah. I've got, like, 50. I don't fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I didn't mean to punish you so hard in the in the intro. It was supposed to just be a skill challenge, but it went kind of fun, so I just kept going. No, I, I manned up on him for melee to give the rogue a chance to do stuff like I deserve it. Um, while you are uh, making camp, traveling with... Uh, with Garrett and Gearbox, they share with you what um, the Cardophile uh, gave to them. And, and you notice that the Cardophile is notably absent from your party. And so when, when you started out on your way, he yeah. he booked it. Um, you don't know if he's going into hiding or if he's trying to smooth things over at Chimera. Um, he didn't really tell that to his lackeys, so they don't really know. Um, they, they share with you the... Um, what they have from Qualish's lost uh, expedition, and you can review that if you want, or we can hand wave it and continue on. It's up to you. Just a quick like once over. Um, here's some flavor text about the the travel. It'll be a little enlightening for you. Uh, the mountains of the Barrier Peaks have grown steadily closer as you near the as you near the end of a week of travel, making use of the old notes and maps of Qualish's failed expedition. 
Traversing a thick band of woods over the past several days, you've dealt with troublesome sprites by day and swarms of blood-sucking sturges by night. But finally, the trees begin to thin out as you enter the rocky foothills of the range. Exactly as indicated in the original expedition's map, you find a cleft in the rocks that leads to the start of a twisting tunnel complex. As you prepare to enter, you bid farewell to the world of life and light as you leave it behind you. This is apparently the way Qualish went, and he disappeared soon after. I am constant. Gavin is constantly and annoyingly scoping locations for a chain of bistros with fake decor and pom mar- pomegranate martinis, and he keeps saying, "Oh, that'd be a good place for one." And of course, it's out in the middle of fucking nowhere, surrounded <laughs> by squirrels and sturges. You know what? In the middle of nowhere would be a great place for an Applebee's. <laughs> when uh, you're here, your family. Oh God. <laughs> At some point, I put a hand on you to be like, hey, shut it up for a while. <laughs> but what I'm actually doing is giving you advantage on your next initiative attack. Oh. Excellent. So, you, uh, you, I'm going to hand wave the, uh, the traveling through the tunnel complex because you are a super dark sight guy. So, <clears> what, <throat> that, what that mechanically is, is, you know, you can see 300 feet down any given tunnel. Navigating underground tunnels is not a big deal. For I can actually share it as an action with up to four willing participants. I give everyone dark vision. I have 120 feet on my own. I give you 300. My, my night goggles. I give you 300 anyway. I give our two friends. Oh, I thought R2 was with us. No, he's more like 3PO. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, look at that bitch. Oh. As you, uh... Is that a two-headed dragon? No, it's a chimera. Oh. Or it's, uh, no, it's a lava soup. Cerberus? Oh. Or a Sphinx. Sphinx. It is, uh, well... <laughs> Just keep making up names. It's going to be right. <laughs> it's a Buick Regal. <laughs> uh, you exit the, um... The, you know, the, there's a startling abruptness as the sunlight sort of breaks your dark vision and you have to blink your eyes a few times to regain, you know, coming out of your night vision. Um, and you are standing at the edge of a bowl-shaped crater. And... Floating hundreds of feet in the air in the center of the valley is a large island of rock. Enormous chimney engines extend from the bottom of the island, burning with fitful deep red fires that appear to keep the island aloft. A series of odd structures rise from the rock, appearing almost like metallic crystals. Farther down the cliffside ledge is a flat metal dock, which on, on which reclines a feline monstrosity with a female humanoid head, a regal gynosphinx. A matching dock is thrust out from the floating uh, a matching dock is thrust out from the floating rock island across the dock but there is no obvious way to cross the hundreds of feet of open space between them that'd be a great place for an Applebee's <laughs> wow the theme is built right in the average buyer cannot fly at will but when you're here you're family Ooh, but we could we rent people temporary wings at the bottom for an extra profit yeah. yeah, it is. <laughs> Applebee's is more uh, great meals, great deals, which is what I say every time I come out of the bathroom. Oh. It's the same food they just and, package it. And, and you, you know, you're talking about renting wings, which every time I get wings at Applebee's, I'm really only renting them anyway. It's true. <laughs> that is absolutely true. Well, they are cheap. <laughs> yeah, well, it's Ooh, Applebee's. Lama Sioux Wild Wings. There's a great name. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to write that down because that's going in Spelljammer campaigns in the future. Uh, <laughs> 
Okay, so we got a floating rock island. There's mm-hmm. a dock coming out of the island, and then there's like a dock on a matching cliff face or something, and they yes. don't they don't touch. We have to fly over a 120 foot gap or something, they don't something talk. like that. So this is this is a uh, an image that they included in the module that doesn't really match the description of a guy on Sphinx, but it's a cool piece of artwork, and I thought I'd share it with the table. Yeah. Um, she's just she doesn't work out. Is the secret there? Yeah, yeah. She woke up like this. <laughs> Made to leave later. All right. So. <laughs> Ah. Ignore the spoiler alert stuff up here. I didn't read it anyway. But um, so basically, you come out of a cave right about here okay. on this side, where there is a uh, a little metal dock, and then across a hundreds of feet of, of empty space here uh, is a matching dock. And this guy Sphinx is sort of just lazily reclining. Oh, she's on our side. side. She's I on she your was side. On the floating island. No, side. okay. I think the implication is that we're going to do her game, and if we do it right, she'll carry us. I think that's what we're going with. And um, the the pit itself is uh, unfathomably deep. You just can't see the bottom of it. And I will say, uh, looking up at the island and looking at the Sphinx and looking back at the island, I could get three of us there. And I look at our cartographer and our robot. I can get myself there and you can get the other three. Four. Ooh, there's four. There's a total of five, all said. Yeah, but I can get myself over. Yep, so somebody else needs people to get there on their own if we're going to skip her. I don't know if I can carry another person. I have to check this ability. Actually, I would technically be dragging people, so I don't think I could. I could go 150 feet before this effect is no longer effective. Um, Actually, that's not true. I could go pretty much forever. Okay, I can bring one other creature as long as they're not carrying a ton of gear. So me and one other creature. <laughs> Carry the robot. Ugh. Um, if we do, uh, you know, we, we do can we talk want to her. at least talk to her? And yeah, yeah, let's talk to her first. And if her, or what she wants us to do is bullshit, then we skip her and we just blink out of there. <laughs> Fuck that bitch. <laughs> it is bullshit. Um, it turns out we do we do like um, you know Quinn did when he pops through the portal. And <laughs> <running> the <fucking> <laughs> <laughs> Your first challenge is provide oral satisfaction to a gynosphinx. Right. <laughs> this challenge would be tough. <laughs> Good thing I brought my extra large tongue. <laughs> you pull out the slot corpse. Oh, God. Uh, it's not dead. <laughs> you didn't kill it. <laughs> that makes it more fun for the gynosphinx. <laughs> I guess that's why she didn't move around a lot. Um, Three the size of bed sheets. <laughs> it's basketball? Well, yeah, then. of course I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The gynosphinx appears to have suffered ancient injuries to its head, which have healed and been replaced with mechanical components. Both the creature's eyes are now glowing blue lenses, and its head is orbited by a number of spinning metallic devices. Entreat with me, the sphinx says, if you wish to cross to the monastery. If you do not appear entirely ignorant, and I look forward to adding whatever small knowledge you might possess to my collection. I'm, like, really smart, so ask your questions. Hmm, actually, I think I'm going to have you ask me a question. If you can stump me, I will let you get across. What a bitch. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Wow. We found a valley sphinx. (laughs) You guys, I don't know any questions. Um, wow, my brain is churning here. 
if you're in the city of Greyhawk and you make a large capital appropriation and you, and you save it for further factory renewals five years down the road, what is the amortization rate on uh, Greyhawk's tax base? <laughs> so the... Um, wait, wait, wait. What's the roll? I'm telling you. I have to choose if I'm using my thing. I'm just going to use it. Okay. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to woe her response. <laughs> That was that one. That was a one. Okay. <laughs> I woke by one. Okay. Um, her eyes, uh, the the blue lenses of her eyes, sort of like you just see like streaming data go across oh, them. Oh no! I didn't the, even um, think of that. The the uh, stones orbiting her head start spinning faster and faster and faster, like a hard drive would do. And then after a moment's consideration, one point three seven five percent. If you have anything else to ask. Okay. So. Just let you know, she answered in the real number, not the fake number we've been reporting on our books. So, <laughs> God so now we got to kill her. Yeah. <laughs> You've been faking the books. Well, in our favor, it's okay. Oh, cool! It's part of your bonus. <laughs> I get a bonus. <laughs> You're getting a bonus. You guys I, 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 I actually facepalm. Is like, God damn it! I just got a pizza party. <laughs> <laughs> they told me I was, you know, that. Yeah, but you're just a bird. He's not my bird. <laughs> That's racist. Are you like pooping? <laughs> no. Um, she did that I'm... before we left. Well, while we left, actually, it was in the car. Uh, You're right over there. On my knees. Snatcher sort of looks around. He goes. What is the name on the furthest grave on the edge of my graveyard? Where are you from originally? Um, <coughs> the moon. <laughs> Earth. Um, <laughs> uh, d- uh, <gasps> Kerox Junk Dungeon and Corpse Warehouse. Tragor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Drywar, okay, perfect. Um, so the um, the eyes do the, the data streaming again. The stones start spinning, and they're spinning, and they're spinning, and they're spinning for a long time. She goes, abort, retry, fail? Wow. Oh, that's my third, that was my third cousin. <laughs> <laughs> and then you think back, and you're like, the, the shit, that was his name, wasn't it? <laughs> um, and... With that, she sort of snaps out of her little mechanical trance and says, hmm, that was actually really cool. I've never found somebody who was from another planet before. All right, you win. And uh, she, like, the, sp- the stones start to spin again. And uh, you, you see, um, a pulse of fire marks something igniting at the edge of the floating island alongside its distant dock. Something detaches and floats smoothly towards you, a flying skiff piloted by a hooded figure. Oh, it's Jeff. Jeff. It's actually a GIF. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's that guy that never participates in the office birthday parties. Yeah, and he, he also showed up late, cake. like four days. And out he pronounces his name he, GIF. He, he, yeah. Three pieces of cake. He drinks all the coffee. He doesn't rinse out the pot. One time he ate my sandwich when it was in my lunch bag. <sighs> and he left an upper decker in the office bag. I got him. That was me, uh, actually. <laughs> I got him yeah. back. I threw away his yogurt. Yogurt's nasty. Yeah, yeah. He gross. doesn't put his utensils in his sink. And once they're done, he like leaves them in his desk drawer and they get gross. And... Then we get on board the skiff and we're like, "Fuck yogurt!" Like, like, so you know, <laughs> the, the office is overrated, like it is. It's yeah. awful. 
do, do you want to you want a mushroom colony? Because that's how you get a mushroom that colony. That was the fourth time I committed a mic in a genocide. <laughs> it was it was a fungicide specifically. Um, we take the skiff. I guess we're taking. The yes, skiff. The, the, the skiff floats uh, over the, the the vast distance below you, and and docks, and this hooded figure just wordlessly like he has a, a big uh, lever in place of an oar, and he uh, he just sort of like about faces, and he gets ready to push the lever to go the other way. I offer the uh, the guy no sing you know, hey, if if you if you ever get tired of this gig, you seem pretty good with numbers. You know, we could use a new CFO. Our last one kind of like stole half our profits and left, but you know, here's my card. He stole our money. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> it's fine. You're you're covered. You got she, the funeral insurance. You're good. She like she extends like like a paw <laughs> and like the actual the lion's paw paw flips out a little like little metal like pinches going boop, nice. and, and then puts it in a wristlet. Nice. <coughs> our last CFO was probably Mervin, actually. So. Was that right? well, what was he, that? What was the gearbox's name? He, gearbox. Gearbox. Oh really? <laughs> yes. Wow. I am old and feeble. And and Gearbox is fascinated by this creature. Like he, he Garrett has to like consciously like, like pull him back so he's he doesn't like reach up and try to touch the mechanical parts of it. It's more like. <laughs> 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 What about Drogo? You, you, you put an extension on my impact driver. <laughs> oh, my hard drive's a floppy drive. <laughs> All right. All right. Dick jokes. And dragons. On to the docking. Uh, I would like a religion check from those of you proficient in such things. Uh, I don't think I did. No? No. You're a druid cleric who's not proficient in religion. No, because I'm really good at perception. Okay. No, that's not applicable here. Nobody got religion, huh? No. All right, well, fuck all of you then. You just think he's an Uber. Yeah. So the um. Does the name start with a Z and with an iron? No. No. Oh. No. Um. Ted is his name actually. So the skiff is kind of a, a mix between uh, mechanical and arcane components. Um, specifically, what the uh, the ferryman is working is is just a large like old timey lever. Uh, he cranks it one direction, the skiff comes to one end, cranks it the other direction, it goes the other end. Most boring job ever. He's George Jetson. He's, it's not an exciting job. Um, he also does not say, he doesn't speak to you, and he keeps a cowl pulled low over his head so you can't see his face. Um, but he just wordlessly waits for you to, to climb aboard the skiff and bring you across. <laughs> we ask him a question, he's like, how land glass? Do you want to interact with this? Ferryman at all, or are you? He good? seems like a loser. I don't want to interact with him. Fair enough. He sucks. Um, he cranks the lever, and the uh, the skiff sets off and um, starts floating towards this floating island monster. I'm gonna leave this map up. I know it's small. I'll, I'll blow it up a little bit so you guys can see. Um, I don't have like a, a real world map of it, so we're just gonna sort of wing it. You can tell me where you want to go. Um, but you oh, you cool. dock here at one. Um, we can make a whole theme park out of this island. You could. Uh, a figure dressed as a hooded monk stands beside the dock awaiting your arrival. Though he does not lower his cowl, he greets you warmly. Congratulations on your finding us. The monastery of the distressed body remains ever open to new prospects. I am sure the Grand Master will find suitable use for your bodies or your minds. May I take you to him now? Really Played by Jeff really, Goldblum. Not really fond of your branding here. He's <laughs> a little, little workshopping. Taking a photo of few focus groups. <laughs> I hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> Where are the distressed body? Why would you call it that? 
That's gross. It, it was the Grand Master's design. He's got a specific vision. Yeah, it sounds gross. Who's your Grand Master? I'll take you to him if you like. Walt Disney's head. Oh my god, in a jar. <laughs> <laughs> a robot body. The giant spider. Avian! <laughs> does, does he have a name? Hero Master? We just refer to him as the Grand Master. Of course he did. Oh. If he has another name, he is not deemed to share that with us. Again, with the branding. You can't copyright a name like Grand Master. It's a common <laughs> word. Well, We're working yeah. on a billboard. <laughs> He's kind of downplayed that his name is Forrest. It's Morty. Nice. May I take you to him now? No. Uh, you want to just see okay, what this maybe, is about? Yeah, well, I mean, I mean... Let's get the full guided tour first. Yeah. Um, Did we pay extra for that? No. Oh. He, he, um, he says, well, I have other duties to attend to. If you find your way up to the Grand Master, I'm sure he'd be really uh, pleased to meet you. It makes no difference. All who come here find their way to them eventually. Right, but you can tell us where all these things are. Well, the Grand Master is in this large structure here in the middle of the island, which is three. Um, what are we right next to right now? And two. Two? Uh, okay, so two is uh, just a general, the monastery grounds. Um, floating rock island, composed of sharp angled buildings. They jut out of the ground like massive metallic crystals with scraggly gardens set in between them and paths winding between. Um... Here and there, you see other hooded monks. They all have the same uh, aesthetic. Their aesthetics, get it? Um, with their with their hoods pulled down. <laughs> what is this creature we're talking to? What, what type of being is it? He's just he, he's got the the shape of an adult man. Okay. But he's got a cloak pull or a hood pulled down over his face. A uh, successful perception check would allow you to see his face better. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Seventeen. Seventeen. Um. And Gavin? Nine. Nine. <laughs> so Gavin, you have trouble seeing it. The other two are, of you are a little horrified to see that he is missing a great deal of his face. Oh, oh dear. Oh, that's, that's not good. His body, you could say, is distressed. Um, mm. Yes, it appears that uh, a, a large portion of his uh, skin on his face has been flayed off. Uh, he's missing eyelids, he's missing his lips. Uh, he still seems to be articulating words well enough, and he doesn't seem to be any worse for the wear emotionally about it, but yeah, he's uh, got a very uh, creepy-looking guise here. Uh, I don't have any tact. Where did your lips go? Uh, the Grand Master could explain it better than I could. We are all made in his image. That's terrible. You're gross. <laughs> Perhaps if you were to speak with the Grand Master, you would understand. Can I keep my lips... That is up to him, but it doesn't seem likely. <laughs> I don't think I want to talk to him. Well, you'll find your way to him eventually, I'm sure. And he's, yeah. he's starts to, he starts to walk away from you. Oh, hey. All right, bye. <laughs> not, not the best in customer service, but I do see some franchise opportunities here in this uh, floating rock. That guy was gross. Well, you know, summer help. Garrett's like, uh, what was going on with that guy's face? Oh, he's missing most of it. Yeah, I saw that, and I don't like the thing I saw. I also Correct. don't like the thing that I saw, but I also don't have lips, so... <laughs> Do you think Qualish came to this monastery? To have his lips removed? I'm guessing no. Well, maybe maybe he came here before the lip removing was part of the process. 
Well, here's an important question for you historians. Did Quilish have lips? <laughs> Was Quilish gay? We can't tell. <laughs> Roll history. Ah, uh, okay. I'm <laughs> making a lip check on Quilish, I guess. <laughs> I rolled an 8. I have no idea. 17. I also rolled an 8. Um... You okay with a seventeen? You know that Qualish was famed to be a gnome, and gnomes are born with lips. <laughs> wow! <laughs> they actually uh, have kissing booths are part of their culture. Yes, that's how his father met his mother. Yeah. But that's they usually be, kiss gonna, like eggplant. That's going to be a critical point later in the adventure. It's called Chekhov's lips. Oh God! <laughs> if you have lips in Act One, you have to. They have to show up. They have to be removed in Act 3. I leave. <laughs> so, this uh, this monk who greeted you has uh, indicated to you that the Grand Master can be found in, uh, up here, which I am going to tell you is 3. Yep. Um, but there are several locations you could visit and explore before then. I will tell you that 8, 9, and 10 cannot be reached because if you look, there is a rock ledge here that sort of goes you behind go 3. three to you got to get, go through 3 to get to that end of the complex. I feel like we should explore. Mm-hmm. At least get like a, a once-over of the land before we go meet our final destination. <laughs> Which okay. is a tractor-trailer full of trees that are going to crush you. Yeah, yeah I'd like yeah. to sort of check out the whole area. Lightning while you're taking a shower. <laughs> I love Final Destination. It's so stupid. <laughs> Stupidest fucking movie. But hilarious. Yeah, I want to let, let's circle. I want to see where the concession stand should go, where like the entertainment venue would be. So let's just start going. I cast count motions on myself. Yeah. Alright, uh, so Quaklai, so you want to go from two to six? Yeah. Alright. Are these pyramids that I'm looking at? A, a lot of them are pyramid-shaped. Um, like, th- this one, though, is more of a, uh, if you can picture, the, like, the bottom of a ziggurat with the top sort of shaved off. Okay. Um, this, a three is clearly the largest structure with this big okay. tower. It's a large hat, yeah. Yeah, but, um, this is sort of like a, um... A pyramid, but rather than coming to a point, it comes to like a, um, like a long roof shape. Okay. Oh, I like this too. Alright, pyramid six. Pyramid numero six Alright, um, so an interesting aspect of six is that the uh, door is barred and there are guards posted outside of it. Oh. Um, you could kill them all. You could. Um, the uh, the stonework itself appears to be some sort of uh, polished dark green crystal that is opaque, that is foreign to anybody who has any knowledge of, of stonework, that sort of thing. It does not appear to be anything you're familiar with. Um, the door looks like it was added after the fact. It's just a uh, like a oak door banded in iron, locked with a uh, standard lock. Um, does anybody? Well, nobody's cast detect magic. Um, but there are two guards that are standing outside. Each one of them is wielding a uh, hooked pole arm. Uh, but they just look like your standard, your, your standard monk type with the, the cowl and whatnot. Um, they're just they're standing outside dutifully at their post. Which one is the map maker dude of the NPCs? Uh, Garrett, Lavista's yeah. son, was the map maker. His assistant mono, his assistant monodrone is Gearbox. Okay. I'm gonna while we're walking around this place, I'm gonna ask Garrett to, hey, uh, you know, if you can, why don't you work on some, uh, you know, ar- architectural drawing, you know, or um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Operations? No, um, artist renderings of what this might look like. Like this looks like a good place for the casino. So why don't you just like, you know, why don't you just sort of like make make a drawing of like, you know, make make a tasteful entrance 
make sure you block out all daylight because you know we, we can't let people know what time it is. Uh, question: Will people be allowed to gamble their lips? We'll probably have to we'll have to workshop this list. I think the infrastructure we... for lip removal is already here. It'd be a shame to just jettison money well spent. No, no, no. Yeah. It will cost you an arm and a leg. <laughs> this, this from the one with no lips to gamble with. Come back with lips if I you want to talk seriously. <laughs> I wonder no. if we could repurpose the lip removal into something like pork rinds. Maybe that'd be a more <laughs> vaginal <adventure>. rejuvenation. <laughs> Uh, sh- should we even bother with these cards? Do you think we should go in there? I don't think we want to perform any lip service with them. <laughs> oh god. Lips and assholes. Yeah, let's let's ignore them and scope the rest of this place out. So we saw six, let's see five. Alright. Um So five uh is, is sort of uh, directly across from six. You you have to cut back across this little path. And uh you don't you do notice that more of these uh these little groups of monks are moving here and there. Um, they don't really pay you a whole lot of attention. They sort of nod their heads quietly as they go by respectfully and, and just let you sort of wander around. Um, and walking up to five, you find that that one is not as uh, guarded. However, there is a lot of noise. Uh, machine noises go here uh, from the inside. As we are uh, walking past the monks and they nod quietly, respectfully and move on, I'm like, gosh, these guys are weirdos. I'm so really loud. <laughs> <laughs> they sort of shoot like annoyed glances over their shoulder, but they don't stop and engage you in any conversation. Alright, do you want to enter room number five? Hey, Gearbox, you want to check out the uh, grindy room? Oh, would I? It sounds like there's lots of things to talk to in there. He loves grinding. There's lots of grinding. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Are you sending him in alone to do some stuff? Oh, no, no, no. no Get in there, fox know. machine. <laughs> <laughs> we'll fox them. <laughs> She's my sex box. <laughs> and her name is Sony. <laughs> this massive chamber is filled with the deafening hum and roar of machinery. Piles of rock ore are spread throughout the area around which prisoner work gang toils in the sw- sweltering heat. Smooth metallic columns rise to the ceiling with open hatches set in their sides at ground level. Haggard prisoners frantically shovel ore into these hatches which pulse with a deep red glow. As you watch, a prisoner collapses from exhaustion. Under orders from the overseeing monks, other workers toss his body out of the way into a corner for a quick and callous disposal. Wow. Um, I will go to that man's corpse and I will cast Spare the Dying. Okay. And that just stabilizes him, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, this seems like a not very monastic thing. I feel like we should kill every fucker in this room. And eat all their chickens. <laughs> and eat every chicken in this room. Uh, actually, uh, in character, I say, um, I would not be opposed to the disposal of their bodies. And I look at all of the guys who are, like, carrying whips or whatever. Specifically, you see another one of these long uh, uh, hooked pole arms that the guards outside were carrying uh, in, one, in the hands of one of the, uh, the guards. You know, they are, are still all wearing the monk garb, but they are acting as guards in this sense. And one of them is carrying one of those. The other ones just have, like, scourges, and they're keeping them quick, keeping uh, prisoners to work. Quick head count. How many bad guys are there in this room? Bad guys? You count a total of five guys that are not actively engaged in shoveling, shoveling ore into the machinery, so you assume that the remainder are the remaining five are bad guys. Uh, does the front door appear to have a lock mechanism? The front door does have a lock mechanism. It's not engaged at the moment. So 
so I will uh, telepathically communicate with each of you in turn, and I will say, um, the front door has locks, and there are only five combatants. This seems gross and bad. <laughs> Does it lock from the outside or from the inside? Uh, you can lock it from both sides. You yeah, can lock I mean, it from both sides. I mean, this is not how you treat employees. <laughs> no. The way you treat employees is, is you, you, you promise them a wage, and you, you, you offer them profit sharing, but at the end of the year, just magically, there's not enough profit to go around, so they don't necessarily get it, but you use it as a stick. Yeah. To, you know, you don't just treat them like prisoners. You start, And then you have a company store. You, still, you make them buy the uniforms. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you abuse them emotionally, not physically. Right. Yeah, yeah, because you want to keep them around. I mean, yeah. this is kind of a waste of, you know, carbon atoms. You're a waste of carbon atoms. He's right, you are a waste of carbon atoms. <laughs> well, that's the point. So what's the plan, folks? Uh, I will just walk to the door, and I will close it. Okay. 